When is it time to call it quits on your startup idea? Well, today we're going to find out. Welcome back to another episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Care, founder of LaunchPeer. And today's question actually is pretty short. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, so how long should an entrepreneur work on a not yet successful startup before moving on to a different idea? Seven years. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but but uh, in all seriousness, um, there is no like defined timeline, you know, on like, okay, well, I'm going to give this, you know, six months or 12 months or two weeks or whatever. Like there is no perfect answer on how long this takes. It's really kind of what you have to do here is kind of listen to signals, you know, and, and a lot of this really comes down to you as a founder, you know, how long do you want to wait it out before you end up getting to the point where your startup idea is successful. And I feel like the best way to look at this is to, to break it out by stage. You know, like what stage is your startup in? Um, so when I'm going to kind of take this back and talk about like how Launchpeer started first, and I feel like our path is very similar to most startups out there. Um, and then that'll give some context into like why I'm talking about it by stage. So when... Launchpeer started, I'd say for the first two years or so, uh, it was really rough, you know. Um, there was times where cash flow was really tight, where we hardly had enough money to pay for anything, software, let alone pay myself. Uh, you know, there was times where like I didn't pay myself anything for a really long time, and my wife had to kind of take on a lot of the burden of kind of making sure that while I was working on trying to get this off the ground, uh, she was having to like make up for that fact. Um, obviously, looking back on it now, what I would have done, uh, this wasn't as normal seven years ago, but it's much more normal today. I would have just kept my full-time job way longer uh, until I really got the train moving. You know, uh, I, I made the mistake of thinking like, oh, well, if you're going to build a business, like you have to do it full-time. And that is far from the truth. You know, you don't have to do that. Um, for any type of startup out there, you, you don't have to quit your day job and then go full time. The only time that you maybe have to do that is if it's not really a startup, but it's like a physical store and like, okay, I need to show up and work here in person every day. Like, okay, at that, at that point, it's a little bit less of a startup, but that's a good situation where you'd probably have to show up every day. But for a tech startup, it is much more normal today in 2022 to work a full time job and build your startup on the side while it starts getting gaining steam and picking up traction. So it does buy you a little bit of time until you get to the point where you kind of figure things out. So when I'm looking at when you should give up on your startup idea, uh, like I said, I like to look at it by stage. So we'll look at it as like, okay, it is just an idea stage. Like I haven't done anything yet. Like literally I've just decided on what the idea could potentially be, but I haven't like, you know, done any, uh, I haven't, you know, designed my product. I haven't built my product. I haven't launched and tried to get users yet. I haven't done any of that stuff. It's really just an idea. And what I would do there is a lot of what we have our founders do at the first stage of our program at Launchpeer, which is basically iterate on the idea until you gain some sort of market proof, you know? And so the way that we have our founders do it is essentially like put the offer out there in the market, 
you know, and we have a very uh, distinct way of doing that. If you go check out our YouTube channel, the Launchpeer YouTube channel, you can just search YouTube, Launchpeer on YouTube. Uh, you'll find our channel. There's a video I did that walks through this whole process uh, with one of our partners called Gust. That's basically called how to validate your startup idea before you build it. And that's the process that we have our founders run through when they're literally at the idea stage. And they're, they're just trying to figure out what their idea could or should be and whether or not it resonates with the market. And that process, what we have our founders do is basically iterate on these you know, th two to three to four day experiments with a different offer, uh, which is different than the idea. The idea is like the high level concept of what you want to do. The offer is what you're presenting to the market. So an example of this would be uh, Uber. If we were using Uber as an example, the idea would be, you know, uh, you know basically like ride sharing, right? The, the, this concept of ride sharing, but the offer would be something along the lines of, you know, their initial offer, you know, if you're working in downtown San Francisco and you're tired of working, you know, taking taxis because they suck and they're inefficient and you hate having to compete with all the other people who are also leaving work at the same time, then, you know, all you have to do is use us, open the app, click, and then go, right? Obviously there's going to be a shorter, you know, way to say all, all that but that's the offer that's different than the idea and if, you know you can think of this with any other startup too airbnb the idea is you know on the one side of the market earn extra money from you know like extra space in your place and then the other side of the market is you know renting out you know extra space in someone else's place right well they can offer that a million different ways right you know, they can offer it as, hey, a cheaper way to find a place to stay than a hotel. They can offer it as, you know, if you're traveling around the world and, you know, want to meet new people. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. If you go look at Airbnb's marketing across different platforms that they advertise on, different marketing channels they advertise on, even different ads that they run, you're going to see that they're presenting the market with different offers, but it's the same core idea, right? And so what we have our founders do at the idea stage is really iterate on their idea with a different offer until they find an offer that sticks because the idea is more of what problem are you solving the offer is really how am i proposing that that problem gets solved and that's usually there's a problem there it's just trying to find the offer that resonates enough with the market that convinces them that it will solve the problem and it's worth changing their habits or their daily behavior or what they've done in the past to take advantage of that offer and if I was at that stage and I was trying to think about, okay, well, how long should I go with this idea until I move on to another one? As, as long as I'm tied to a real problem that like, okay, is this a real problem in the market? And I really wanted to solve it and I was passionate about solving it. Running through those experiments takes little to no effort. You know, I can run through those experiments over and over and over and over and over again. And every time I run an experiment, it costs me maybe 30, 40 bucks, something like that. And I can do that over and over and over. And I haven't spent any other money outside of that. And I can start getting some proof and start getting some data to tell me like, okay, is this worth moving past this point here onto the next step? And that next step for our founders at Launchpeer is more product related. Once I have signals that indicate to me that the idea is worth working on, I have gotten proof that it's worth working on. Now it's time to move on to the next step of like, now let's focus on the product. It's pointless focusing on the product when you don't even know what the product should be because you don't know what offer the market wants to resonate with or will resonate with. So now let's go ahead and move on to the product. Let's design the product. Let's build the product. And then the next step after that is like, okay, now let's put the product into the market and start like trying to get traction, which ideally 
won't be that difficult because if you did the steps in the beginning correctly where you were getting market proof, not by talking to your cousin's, uh, you know, best friend's uncle or something, but like actually getting data-driven proof like we teach here at LaunchBear, then it's just a matter of like plugging it in to what you did, or like plugging your product into what you did already and then turning everything back on again, right? You've already figured out a way to get traffic. You've already figured out a way to get conversions. Now you just got to plug the product into it and let things run again, right? But at that point, when would I give up? Well, that's the point where it's a longer time frame before you want to just call it quits. Because at that point, you've already put in time. You've already proven out that you should work on this. You've already done some sort of product development, whether it's the design or the build the product or whatever. And be, you kind of ideally already know that you're on to something. You know, like if you did that proof step correctly, you know you're onto something. It's just going to be challenging turning that proof indicator to a product market fit indicator, right? You have market proof. Now you have to get product market fit. And that process can take a really long time. You know, for most startups, it takes them, you know, at least a couple of years, sometimes a few years to figure out product market fit. A lot of startups don't find it until they're post series A and then they start working on it, you know? And so, for me, once I got past that initial stage with the idea where I proved out that I should work on this, it would be really hard for me to decide to move on from an idea because I already know I'm on something. So why would I move on to something? Because then I'm just going to start the whole process over again. And what's the difference between going and finding another idea, getting proof of that other idea, and then you know doing some sort of product development or discovery or whatever that's going to be, and then moving on to the next step? Whatever idea you choose, that time period of launch and then trying to get to product market fit is going to be tough no matter what. It's not like an overnight switch where it's like, oh, things are easy from here. You know, like this should be a breeze now. No, it, it's always going to be challenging. You know, it's always going to be challenging no matter what. And that gap, you know, it's um, there's a book called Crossing the Chasm that I really recommend. But there's this like chasm in between when you have market proof and then you get to product market fit. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs like fall. You know, they falter in that gap right there. But that gap, it takes a long time to figure out whether you're going to fall in that gap or you're going to get past that chasm. Are you, are you going to be the one that like gives up too early? This could have worked out. And they're going to be looking back and saying like, you know, I could have made this work. You know, like the indicators were there in terms of the market wanting this. I got that proof. I'm at the point now where I'm trying to get users and customers. It's not easy, but like I just need to keep iterating and testing different things to find something that works. And at some point you will. Sometimes founders find that within a few months. Sometimes founders, it takes you know them years to find that piece. And then it's just a matter of like, okay, when am I going to find that part? When am I going to find that piece? The last thing I'll say on this is like when it comes to thinking about quitting or wanting to move on from your idea, that's a very normal thought, you know? And, and it, it would be naive to think that every entrepreneur doesn't feel that at some point. I don't care how successful the entrepreneur is or how, you know, how many times they've started and either been successful or failed at something. Every startup will have days or weeks or months where they just want to give up. They want to stop working on it. Things are hard and they're just like, I just want to move on. Now the exit path for different, you know, different points in time are obviously different, whether it's an acquisition or handing it off to a co-founder and saying like, I don't want to do this anymore, or just 
folding the entire thing and saying like, I'm done. I don't want to work on this. That's a really normal sentiment to have. And us as entrepreneurs, we have this tendency to go on this roller coaster of ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. And so when we're on a down, it's really down where it's like, I just want to fold this. I don't think it's going to work, whatever. But then a week goes by and then we're on like the highest high. Something happened or maybe we just got enough sleep or we've been taking care of ourselves. And now we just feel like we're on the top of the top of the world, you know. And what we need to do is just try to stay level. When when times come where we feel like we want to quit, we have to think, what's the worst case scenario if I stick this out? Can I continue to work on this while I do other things and still try to get this thing to work? Right? Do I have to just fold the whole thing up? That's like worst case scenario. This is like folding the whole thing up, just quitting, throwing everything out there. I'm totally done. Right? Or is there a way for me to do both things at the same time? Right? I'll give you an example. If I, let's say a few years ago when things weren't going well for me, could I, I would, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm either going to quit or I'm going to do, throw some wild haymakers and see if something works. Why did I think that those two things were mutually exclusive? Because they weren't, right? I could have gotten a job and still at the same time on the side, been trying to throw those wild haymakers to see if I can find something that worked and that helped the, the startup grow and get to where we wanted to be. I didn't, those two things weren't two separate things. I could have done both of those things at the same time. But for entrepreneurs, we have this tendency to leap straight to it's either this or that, black or white. It's one of the two things, as opposed to keeping our minds open to the options, whether they're good or bad options, keeping our minds open to all the options available at our disposal. And if you really sit down and think about that, there's a lot of things that you can do that aren't so black and white. You just have to have the, uh, awareness of your emotions and the awareness of the reality around you to make a really smart decision on whether or not you should keep working on this. And if you should keep working on it, what are the things that you can do to kind of ease the pressure on yourself while you continue to figure it out? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. If you have your own question you want to get answered on the show, just visit launchchat.com and send us your question either anonymously or let us know who you are so we can shout you out on the show. Also, leave us a rating or review on whatever podcast host you listen to us on. It definitely helps us spread the word about the podcast and we'll see you guys on the next episode.